This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Welcome to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our Joycasts. Yes, welcome to Her Voice on Joy 94.9. I'm Emma and I am joined uh, again this week by the lovely Anne Louise. And hello, Justice. How are we? Who is hello, back. hello. So, yeah, we've got an, ex- <laughs> we've got an exciting uh, show coming up tonight. We're joined in the studio for the first half of the show by local comedian Kirsty Wiebeck, who is a lot of fun. She has a uh, show coming up later on this week as part of the Midwinter Festival. Um, then later on, we are going to be getting an update. We spoke to Lauren last week from the Girls on Film Festival. Um, this week, we're going to be catching up with Isabel from the festival, who has some announcements to make about some of the uh, the films. Uh, and then we're going to do a bit of a, a what's on town, uh, what's on in town um, this week and later this month. And then we're going to have a, a chat about a bit of a book club that we want to um, get set up here on. I'm Her telling voice. you, if it doesn't have pictures, I can't do it. And Louise is apparently not much of a reader. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll do the centrefolds. As long as it has something interesting I can flick to when I'm bored. It's not, I don't think it's going to be that kind of book club. But we will, we, we will be taking input from the listeners. No, so, so, damn it. If, if that's what everybody wants, that's what we'll go with. We, we could do a special for Anne Louise. Fifth Shades about, great. Um, yeah. Picture books. Maybe picture books, yeah. <laughs> with letters on them. Yeah, Teach yeah. the alphabet. So... Kirsty Wiebeck, welcome to Her Voice on Joy. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I want to be in this book club. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to be in the book club in general or just Anne Louise's book club? Oh, b- both, I reckon. Okay. It's, it's ABCs <laughs> and Fifty Shades of Grey, nothing in between. Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm in. Okay, good. <laughs> Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, mm. I, have, come on. I have not read it and I, come on. I you know will what? not read it. It is innocent titillation. Everyone's like, but it's so awfully written. And uh, Yeah, of course it's awfully written, but it's got great sex in it. Why wouldn't you want to read that? Hello. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry for your good yeah. silence. <laughs> Very passionate about that. A little bit too passionate. It's got good sex right. in it, people. Read it. Um, so, Kirsty, back. Back to you. (laughs) (laughs) Move on from Fifty Shades of Grey. Um, Tell us a little bit about your um, background. Did you grow up here in here in Melbourne? Have you always been a Melbourne girl? Uh, No, I wish I'd made up a story for this, but I haven't. So I'm going to just tell you the truth. I'm from Canberra. Oh no! no. (laughs) Get out! Everyone's upset. (laughs) I've upset everyone. <laughs> I'm from Canberra. Um, I grew up there. I lived there for 22 years, and then I lived overseas for six years, and then I've been in Melbourne for about five years. Don't calculate that. I'm adding that don't, up. In don't my head. add it. Up. Totting, totting. No. <laughs> and I'm 23. Shaped a lot in 23 years. That's very yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. I've crammed it in. <laughs> um, whereabouts overseas did you live? I lived in Taiwan. Oh, very cool. Yeah, yeah. I was over there studying Mandarin. <laughs> I mean, obviously, that's oh. what people do, isn't it? That's I'm you... I'm currently learning Mandarin. Are you? Is that true? Ni hao. Oh, yeah, you name um, it. Wa hao, Nina. Oh, wa hao. 
Well, Hanani, no. Should we just do the rest of this in Mandarin? That's all I know, mate. Well, Barbara and I will just like take off and leave it to you guys. Then, sorry, I'm judging. You may know Mandarin as well. No, I don't. Like, you know, I'm European. I speak nine languages, but Mandarin is not one. Nine, nine. Isn't that what everybody thinks? I don't, but that's what everybody thinks. I'm Australian. I barely speak one. That's the way we roll. Actually, Mandarin is quite hard, isn't it? Because it's to- it's a tonal language, so you have to kind of, and that's a bit tricky. weird to do, isn't it? <laughs> it? It takes a bit. It, it takes a bit of practice. Yeah. yeah. Yes, that was, that was a very politically correct look at how Mandarin works. <laughs> so hang on. You, so you were there for seven years learning. Did you master it finally? Um. Yeah, I did. Oh, it's so it's cool. probably it's probably slipped. I mean, I probably speak it as well as a Caucasian person who <laughs> learns it as an adult can. Can okay. Yeah, and it's it's actually quite redundant because <laughs> when you look at me, the the listeners won't actually be able to um, see me clearly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, when people look at me, they don't expect Mandarin to come out of my mouth. See, that's what I'd love. Yeah. I'd love to just go into an Asian restaurant and start ordering shit off the menu. In Mandarin. How cool would that be? <laughs> Give me chicken feet now in Mandarin. So, so is that, just the, look at you is that the reason you learn it? Just to order it at Chinese restaurants. You know, do that. Oh, I just want to learn it because I can. Oh. You know? I'm just mm. one of those people, but I drop it as soon as I bloody mm. get bored. Yeah. It was either dodgeball or Mandarin, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it was. I can get by. I could probably feed myself somewhere in China. Well, that is, I'm super impressed by that anyway. Oh, same. Oh, thanks. Oh, thanks, yeah, team. I'm definitely and- impressed. <laughs> and so you've been in Melbourne for five years? Yeah, about five years. Yeah. yeah. And like, we're much cooler than Canberra. No offence to Canberra, but... Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. It's it's full of Canberrans as well. Actually, <laughs> I feel like they're managed to escape. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But you know, yeah, Melbourne's definitely um, yeah more cultural. <laughs> it's got a much larger art scene. Is so. it kind of like the day after your eighteenth birthday? It's like right, parents off to Melbourne. See you later. Is that how it works? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, for most people, you either stick around for uni for a little bit and then get out of there, or yeah, it's like eighteenth birthday. I'm outie, mum. There is Once something. Hangover clears up. <laughs> Hang on, there is something quite unique about Canberra with uh, relation to um, adult movies, isn't there? Have I heard something about adult movies in Canberra being something about the, the adult movie industry yeah, being? I, legal I only or, know the fireworks. Yeah, that, it's true. It's true, and that's where um, the majority of adult <laughs> movies are made in Australia. Oh, so yeah, it's it doesn't really figure, does it? Well. Yeah, there's like, there's these old brickworks near where I grew up, and that was a hotbed for adult movies. <laughs> nice. Yeah, you see. So all that's where you that's where you learned learned your best from uh, peering in the windows there. You <laughs> were, <laughs> yeah, girl. yes, yes. <laughs> so, uh, thanks for putting that out to no, the community. Not <laughs> necessarily what you wanted to be learning peering through those windows. <laughs> No, yeah, not particularly, but you know, you do the best with what you get, don't you? <laughs> it might have turned you off some things for your whole life. Yeah, I'm going to blame it on that. Yeah, <laughs> we all do. Um, and so, how long have you been doing? Because you do um, stand up comedy full time now. How long have you been doing that full time for? Um, for a bit less than two years. Yeah. And was it scary to make that transition from working? Um, to just, I mean, you, you're really self-reliant now in, in doing comedy full-time for yourself. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was terrifying. I mean, I went from, um, yeah, the security of a cushy government job and um, not having to worry about anything other than how to sort of make toast. 
Um, <laughs> Maybe boil an egg if you wanted to yeah, mix it up like, a bit. Yeah, yeah. If I was really like looking for a protein hit, um, <laughs> or, you ha- or you had a lady coming over or something. Yeah, and I wanted to dazzle her. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, like, like I'm, I made that joke. Like, how do you have your eggs in the morning? And then it suddenly occurred to me that I didn't actually know any of the ways. <laughs> You're like, I can butter your toast, though. <laughs> and I can, like, put toast with your butter. <laughs> Big schmear. I'll, I'll have a crack at it anyway. You just, you just hold tight. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, it was. let's get back on track then, shall we? I'm, I'm glad I uh, took so stand it up, that The first time you did stand-up, did you not absolutely crap your bags on stage? Oh, absolutely. I, I don't even remember what I talked about. And like, Did you have stuff written on your hat? You must have. I prompts. didn't. It was more you like... You didn't have any prompts. No, I didn't have any prompts. It was more like when you're in year six and you do a rostrum speech and you memorise it and you oh, memorise right, okay. all of like, the false intonation it, you know your teacher like really coaches you it was more like that like uh, hey everyone what's what's <laughs> up with bagels <laughs> oh yeah. no and you've survived two years with that oh well you've gotten better yeah yeah so, so were they, were they good to so. you were they good to you on your first show yeah yeah they were they were and i think my jokes were actually okay it was more the sort of robotic delivery right. and yeah. the freaking out about what comes next like yeah. that you get with a heavily or if somebody show. interrupts you or something yeah interrupts your flow yeah or even when people laugh because the first time you do it you don't expect people to laugh you forget that that's the purpose of you being on stage <laughs> <laughs> so when people laugh you're sort of like what what's happening and you keep barreling through and it's like, oh, t- t- tone it down, guys. I've got more to say. And obviously, <laughs> you're, in, you're interrupting yeah. me with your hysterical yeah. laughter. Excuse me. <laughs> Please. It's not that kind of show, guys. Everyone just settle down. Yeah, you're allowed to have one titter and that's yeah. it. Her joke, yeah. okay? <laughs> um, what advice would you give to someone apart from learning how to cook eggs for women in the morning. <laughs> like for anybody listening, because um, it is a scary thing for anybody who's got a passion that they want to follow um, to sort of leave full-time work, even if you want to go to part-time work and, and do something else. What's your advice in terms of making that, um, in terms of making that move and making it work? Um, I'm, go- I'm just going to go all out cliche and uh, just say you, you have to – just totally back yourself because if if you don't back yourself, nobody else does. And that goes from booking shows and actually, you know, writing jokes in the first place and getting on stage, like right through to promoting them and just reminding people all the time of what you're doing and, and what you want to achieve and people start to listen to you after a while. And it's just that positive self-talk thing, you know, um, yeah, yeah, because it's it's not all glitzy, is it? Because you have to do all the background stuff yourself as well, like booking your own shows, like um, I guess promoting yourself, all that kind of stuff. Where you know, like really f- big celebrities, they get all that done for them, and they just yep. need to focus on their art. Where you have to actually 
yeah, look either after do it all aspects. Or, yeah. yeah, if you which, if you don't want to pay someone to do it, which is exactly. a kind of boner killer, isn't it? Having to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it it can be. Yeah. yeah, it really can be. I mean, it you know, it, I guess it depends on how you look at it. And in some ways, um, it's really great being completely in control because. Um, as an entertainer, you're the brand as well. So it's quite nice having control over that. Like I always have this like terror of choosing the wrong publicist or manager or something who's like bandying your name around town and carrying on like a pork chop and (laughs) and then everyone and then everybody associates them with you and so in a way it's nice to be able to present yourself the way you want to but um, and I guess it keeps you grounded as well and makes you realise how lucky you are in being able to get work and, and all that sort of stuff as well. Yeah, you know, definitely, yeah. for sure. And it gets easier the bigger your network gets and, and you have all this support from people and they kind of propel you forward as well. So, yeah, it has a lot of perks to it. But, yeah, you won't hear me talking like this at 7 o'clock in the morning when I'm waking up to answer emails. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Um, but you're doing a great job of managing all this yourself because you've um, got quite a, um, a profile here building up um, now at least in in Melbourne, um, you know my friends and I sort of all you know know your um, name and to look out for your shows and stuff. So I mean you're obviously doing it well. Oh so, yeah, thanks. So good thing. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the sneaky uh, perk of having a public relations background as well. Ooh, nice, <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, I didn't uh, realise how well that would pan out when I randomly selected it when I was nineteen. <laughs> Dad's What's making your... me go to yeah. uni. Uh, this one. Yeah. <laughs> You're listening to a Joycast from GLBTIQ Community Radio Station Joy ninety four point nine. Uh, we're here with Kirsty Webeck at the moment, and Kirsty, you've got a show. Uh, called Hoping for the Best uh, later this week at the Butterfly Club as part of Midwinter. What can people expect if they go along to see that? Or when when they go along to see that? Yeah, yeah, when. <laughs> this is an emergency situation. These are the last five shows I'm going to do in Melbourne of Hoping for the Best. So <gasps> have you got that, everyone? This is a crisis. Last 55 shows. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I probably did say that, actually. <laughs> Let's be honest. Um... What can people expect? Um, there will be lols, definitely. <laughs> I can guarantee that. Will there be rotfuls? Uh, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully, yeah. Plenty of rotfuls yeah. as well. <laughs> it's good. We can only hope. There's a lot of stairs, though, at the Butterfly Club, so I'd, I'd prefer it if people stayed upright. OH&S purposes. Fair enough. We'll see what happens. (laughs) Um, It's it's a show based loosely on my employment history, but um, I did it for the comedy festival, and when I advertised it as that, people from my recent employment history came in droves because they were very excited about <laughs> hearing my tawdry stories oh my of, of those recent workplaces, but they didn't realise that I was actually going to be talking about the dubious jobs I had as a 15-year-old. Oh. Right. Yeah. But they still thoroughly enjoyed it. But I think They wanted yeah, to hear the dirt, didn't yeah. they? Yeah. They're, yeah. Wa- they're really waiting for those shows to come out where yeah. I really so just go to town. Rip into that manager yeah. with a comb yeah. over. Because yeah. yeah. you're out, you know, you can say it. Yeah. You're not... Gonna be punished for it. Exactly. I'm yeah. liberated. Oh man, I love that. Mm. <laughs> I some stories. What, what sort of jobs did you have? I mean, obviously, like not giving away too much about your show, but can you give us any sort of snippets? Like, what 
what were you doing as a 15-year-old? <laughs> Illegally, <laughs> actually. 14 and nine months, actually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and almost I'm, legal then. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> well, in Canberra, the age was 14 and nine months um, to get a job. And when I was 14 and nine months... Oh, you were serious? Yeah. When I, yeah, because when I was 14 and nine months... Um, what was this in the bloody old, 70s? Yeah, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Hey. Don't, don't insult Dougie. Yeah, come on, okay. come on. I've just, I've just had a no, rough life. No, but this life. is obviously what this is what the nineties, right? So in the yeah, ni- so uh, in well, the nineties. It was more. It was the nineties. In the nineties, no nineties. <laughs> so in the nineties, you could get a job at fourteen and nine months. Are you ripping yeah. that out of me? No, it's true. I'm pretty okay. sure it's still the case. Yeah, oh, because I was fourteen and nine months and like Ireland. ten minutes old when Mrs. Weebeck got me my first job. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> So, so Mrs. Weebeck as you Was that scrubbing out mom? Was that yeah. scrubbing out the cooker? <laughs> for five dollars. No, no, I'd been I'd already been doing that for fourteen years and nine months. For bloody free. At nine minutes. Yeah. <laughs> on a, nine minutes for, on a voluntary basis. For a pack of cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she had to get me a real job because she was under investigation by Amnesty International. Lovely. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> Jokes, people, jokes. All jokes, all jokes. She, um, (laughs) mum used to um, cruise around town with my older sister and my resume in bulk and she'd just (laughs) walk into the supermarket and make it rain, basically. Oh, Um, my daughter. Yeah, she's responsible and punctual. Punctual, like Mrs. Weebeck's big on punctuality. Yeah, I think and that's all you need to get a job at fourteen and nine months. And you know, hobbies, a, a heartbeat, <laughs> hobbies. hobbies. Yeah, a heartbeat, hobbies like maybe some sturdy shoes. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that, that's pretty much it. But <laughs> so you obviously tick those boxes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I had the sturdy shoes anyway. Yeah, so. your shoes are sturdy. <laughs> Oh. oh, it's sad. Life gets so much harder as you get older. It does, you know? yeah. It's, it's so clear, isn't it, when you're 14 yeah. and nine months. Yeah, yeah. You just rock up and you're like, oh, yeah, I like skateboarding and kicking the footy. And they're like, done. <laughs> awesome. You're, yeah, you're going to be Go-go. a grad checkout Go-go. operator. Yeah, you're a grad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your skateboarding skills will go a long way in aisle 10, restocking the tin goods. <laughs> Oh. Oh. <laughs> 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 I think Anne Louise was responsible for that noise. By the way, everybody, I'm just picturing you as a 14 year old little snotty f- going into the going into the supermarket and going, yeah. I'm here. Yeah. Right. What do you want me to do? You want me to stand behind that checkout? Are you mad? Yeah. Are you off your face? Yeah. <laughs> what are you getting? I'm going exactly out for a fag break. Yeah. <laughs> it's, surely it's my fag break. It's like 10 past nine. <laughs> Did you have attitude? Oh, yeah. I've got the worst aversion to authority in the world. Like, I've been, it's been an ongoing project for my entire <laughs> life, like trying to get rid of it. And I feel like it's getting better, but I just I don't respond well to people telling me what to do. I'm just like, what do you mean? Which, yeah, that's why I'm not really such an ideal employee. Because it's like, oh, Kirsty, can you please file this? Because that's your primary task. And I'm like, file it yourself, you lazy bird. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, well, yeah. Can your mum file it? Filing cabinets over there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There it is. Number three. Yeah. Treat yourself. Yeah. Yeah. What have you got a master's in delegation? 
Oh, God. <laughs> this is why I work for myself, you see. Yeah. <laughs> no one else will have it. Clearly it's working for yeah. you. <laughs> Self-employment seems like a good option for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, you must have some good stories from um, gigs that you've done as well. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the, the funniest or the weirdest thing that's happened to you during Or gigs? the most terrible thing that's happened to you, please. Oh, I oh, surely something bad you, happened. I know, once. I know. I really wish I had a cracking story about this. The probably the worst thing that's happened to me on stage is really recently about. Did you lose your pants? Oh no! Oh, no that, that would have been that, good. that, that been would have been bad. a good story. That, no, like proper everything <laughs> undies too. Yeah, how that would that would have be, been bad? Oh, that would I'm, be I'm failing to see that as a disaster. <laughs> well, if you had a if you had a belly top on at the time, <laughs> it probably would have shown a bit too much. Yeah, it's good to leave a bit to the imagination, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I have a bit of an air of mystery about you. <laughs> I'm all about discretion. <laughs> I just, um, my throat dried up recently on stage and I, I was, I just started like clasping my throat and I couldn't talk anymore because there was just like, there was no liquid in there. So <laughs> I couldn't even muster it's a called saliva, saliva. Isn't it? yeah, yeah, that's the word I was looking for. I'm yeah. liquid. There was no liquid in my throat. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, and the audience, that's what, you just did the face that the audience did. I wish i wish the listeners could hear, uh, could even see that face you just did. That was perfect. Everyone was like, uh, they were so confused. And then I just, I evacuated because I had to. Your bowels? Yeah, well, yeah, well, that too. But <laughs> the stage and my bowels, um, yeah, I was hopefully out of there. in that order. Uh, yeah, definitely hopefully in that order. Yeah, hopefully. But you can get away with stuff like that when you're a comedian because people are like, oh, was that a joke or not? And then they'll just yeah. they'll laugh nervously. Yeah, that's right. They're like, oh, well, it wasn't really funny, but, uh, but we don't. <laughs> we're meant to laugh. Yeah. I'm at a comedy yeah. gig. Yeah. And we're, like, we're not sure if that was meant to be a joke or if it's an actual medical emergency, but uh, yeah. golf clap. <laughs> Let's just get, we'll give her a golf clap, you know. And just before that, just to answer your question, Emma, um, I did a 50th anniversary for an Air Force squadron in Canberra. Right. And it was exciting. I was like, yeah, that sounds mad. And then two days before, it's like the penny dropped what was happening. And because all of my mates started saying, do they realise that you're, uh, you know, you're. A lesbian? Yeah. (laughs) Yes. A lesbino. Do they, you know? And I was like, oh my gosh, they've booked me thinking I'm a gentleman. And they're like all octogenarians. <laughs> yeah, pretty Girl, much. Hello. Yeah. It was actually a hoot. Oh, really? Yeah, and I love hoots, and it was a hoot. I love it hoots. A, I love I hoots. I love hoots. Like, you know those really innocent hoots? Yeah. Where nobody in the room curses, but it's just a blast. That was what it was. It was great. So it felt like it was going to be like the biggest disaster in the galaxy, but it was, yeah. It was a hoot, guys. So get, if you're ever invited along, get into it. Yeah. <laughs> I go to the local RSL, might pick up a few there. Yeah, mm. yeah. treat yourself. Friday yeah. night, RSL. <laughs> mm. One dollar pint. <laughs> yes, that is amazing. That is amazing. Oh, Kirsty, we're going to um, hear a song now that you have chosen for us. But just before that... Um, so people can go to your website, which is kirstiewebeck.com. Yes. Which is W-E-B-E-C-K. Very I good. I have it written, I have it written down. Emma's done her so research. Where is that from? Um, is it like Internet. Polish or something? I think it's German. 
Isn't that a terrible thing to say? I think it's German. I've had 32 years to research this. <laughs> Sorry, how old are you? 23? <laughs> 19 years to Nine research. Whole this. years. 14 and 9 months. <laughs> <laughs> It's German and Emma, good work. You've spelt it correctly. Oh, You've beautiful. nailed it. So yes, go go to that website. I won't say it again. Kirstenweirbeck dot com. The show is called Hoping for the Best. Uh, August fifth to the eighth. Ninth. Ninth. Yeah. We'll, squ- we'll squeeze one extra one in at the end. Didn't do that part so well. I'm doing an encore on the ninth. Just Zach, for you, Emma. Zach the researcher. <laughs> Um, so, yes, I mean, you've been uh, a lot of fun in here tonight, a great guest, so everybody should get along and check that out. Joy 94.9 is a GLBTIQ community radio station in Melbourne, Australia. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.